Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Have a seat. Good morning. Open your Bibles up to James 1.22. I'm launching a new series today designed especially for men and for women. Um, it's called Authentic Manliness. And, uh, and then, you know, men want to be manly. We, we do, we do. Uh, some say it's manly to, like, drink a lot of beer and, and, uh, and eat a bunch of bad food and dress in, in your favorite football team's jersey on Super Bowl day and get all revved up and watch the game. Uh, other people would say, well, it's manly to, uh, to, to drive a really fast car and spend the time on your days off working on the car. Uh, others would say it's manly to sleep with as many women as possible. Other people would say it's manly to scuba dive or skydive or hike the Himalayas. Yet, I want to tell you something, guys. None of that is manly, okay? Sure, there are men who might do those things and call that manliness, but none of it is manly. See, basically what's happened is our culture has stripped manliness of its best qualities, and it's left men confused, and it has caused women to be frustrated. So we're going to talk about that for the next four weeks. It's going to be awesome. Hey, I looked up manliness in the dictionary because I wanted to see what the current cultural definition of it is from Webster's Dictionary. And actually, I found that, it, that there's a huge contrast between what it was in the original Webster's Dictionary and today. But let's just take a look at today. Manliness is defined basically with four terms in today's culture. It's male, strong, brave, and masculine. Now, that's a tiny bit better than what I just described, but I want to say this is an extremely incomplete definition of manliness. You see, see, basically this definition says if you have muscles and you do risky things and you have male physical anatomy and you act the opposite of being feminine, which is always kind of like we're not quite sure what that is, then you're manly. I'm telling you guys, that right there is shallow. It is. So, so if we don't know what it is to be manly, then we need to just to get to the root of it. So we have to go like, well, we, to be manly, we need to take a look at what it is to be a man. The basic way to do that is to go to the scriptures because it's, it's right there at the very beginning of the Bible that says in Genesis 2-7, the Lord God formed Man, two, two really important words. God, he's the object, and he did, there, there's a verb there, he formed, which means he fashioned and he chiseled and he shaped and he put great thought into this character called man. So, so if God did this, if God did this, then God is actually the designer of manliness. So, so I th that, that's really the important place to start. And actually, guys, that's the critical place to start because if we don't start there, it all gets wonky. See, God is the designer of man. And so no evolving culture can ever change God's design. So this really 
just isn't a series on manliness, but I chose another term. And, and really, I wrestled with the two terms uh, of what I would call this series and ended up resting on the terms authentic manliness. But that term authentic means something significant as well. Because I was originally thinking I was going to call it godly masculinity, but I just thought, this just doesn't work. And I ended up with these two other terms, manliness and then the term authentic, because I think that's, that's important. See, the definition of authentic is this. It means of undisputed origin or genuine. Now, here I have an authentic iPhone 7, right here. This is the real deal. You can look at it, touch it, taste it, feel it. You know, it, it has a certain feel to it. You, I know that it's an iPhone 7. It's not a phony. It's genuine. It's not a cheap, slightly altered copy. It's, it's authentic. Got it? It is authentic because it was designed by the people at Apple who knew what they were doing. They designed it, formed, fashioned it, put it together. And it's just like me. I don't want to be some cheap facsimile of God's design. I want to be authentic, the real deal. So authentic manliness, therefore, is defined by God and not the culture. <laughs> preparing for these uh, series of messages has been a really, for me personally, has been a little bit of an adventure. I've uh, plunged into the depths of how God, my creator and my designer, defines authentic manliness. And, 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 and it's been fun because I, I have the, had the opportunity before you did, months before you did, to, to begin to look at my life at how I'm living out authentic manliness and even how I'm not. I'm really glad to say this, guys. Going into this, men, there's hope for all of us. That's good. That's good. And there's, there's so much hope that we can begin to relax and say we can walk in this. Because guys, being manly is not about muscles. It's not about just being male or masculinity or being brave. That's limiting. Let's stop limiting ourselves. <laughs> I want the guys at this church to get set free to be authentic men. Guys, guys, the truth is, you're going to feel better. The, the, the lady in your life is going to be happier. And men, you're actually going to feel more in charge of your life. And the truth is, that's what men want anyway. Now, as I launch this series, it's important to state this, that nothing that I'm sharing in this series is meant to be critical or negative toward men. Uh, guys, I am not going to make you my punching bag, because if I make you my punching bag, I'm going to get a bloody nose too. So, so you understand, that's not what this is, this is about. Really, this is about hope for incremental change in our lives. Now, ladies, it's inevitable you're going to hear some things that uh, you would love for the man in your life to hear and absorb and to do. Ladies, I'll just tell you right up front, help me and help him. No elbow jabs. Guys, if it happens, you cry foul, all right? <laughs> and, 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 and ladies, if you're married, don't shout amen, if you're, especially if your husband's next to you, don't. When I hit a good point, just keep your mouth closed. This is one time, this is one time in church I'm saying, now, now, now listen though, uh, single ladies, come on, you better shout me down. <laughs> Guys, shoot, shout me down. Yeah. Now, now let's just be honest here. So, so I'm sorry, married ladies, you have to stay quiet in this series. Now, ladies, listen, here's the truth though. Here's the truth. <laughs> Children. <laughs> ladies, this is important. He doesn't want to hear it from you. 
I, I'm sorry, but it's real. And the guy's going, oh, thank you, Pastor. So please take notes, but don't use it as your discussion agenda for him because it's not going to work that way even though you already think it will work that way and you're disappointed that I'm not giving you the permission to do that. But really what you need to do is begin to pray for these qualities to develop. Ladies, ladies who are hoping to get married, oh, let me tell you something right here. You better take detailed notes and set up small group meetings to listen to the podcast every day of the week after this, all right? You need to use these, as, these tools that I'm sharing with you as man-vetting tools. These four qualities uh, of, of manliness will give you a much greater chance of a happy, healthy, lasting, secure marriage. That's good news for the young ladies in this church. I don't care what age you are. If you're looking for a dude, yeah. If you're a lady looking for a dude, that's good. All right, so, so but, but ladies, if you're, if you're looking for, and you're looking at this guy, and you really like this cute, muscled dude in skinny jeans who has cool hair and a fast car, but he doesn't have these qualities, or is not even working on these qualities, run away fast. Here it is. Here's how you do it. You just say to him, God led me to break up with you. <laughs> that is the classic Christian lame breakup line. It is lame. Come on, ladies. It is lame. But I am now giving you the opportunity, in this case, to use it because it would actually be true. Just don't make them the same mistake that I've seen so many young ladies make by pursuing and marrying a man that's not into the stuff that I'm going to be sharing over these next four weeks because, ladies, you will be miserable. And most of those marriages will not last past three, four, or five years. And it's true. I've just seen it enough. <laughs> and, God, and ladies, single ladies, his cuteness will wear off. His muscles will turn to flab. He's... Fluffy, puffy, cool hair will fall out. He's going to wreck his cool car, and skinny jeans will go out of style. Please, God, let it be as soon as possible. <laughs> now, men, men, here, here's the deal with you. I'm asking you to take action on your own, and, and just take action on your own, because that's the way you like to do it anyway. Do it as you're hearing it. Guys, men, drink this stuff in. Uh, listen, get the City Life app and listen to the message over again and, and l just let it work into your heart as you're going to work. And, and you, men, have faith that you can grow and change because you can. Because what I'm sharing over these four weeks is nothing really difficult. Now, I gave you a scripture, James 1.12, and this is really foundational. It's, uh, excuse me, James 1.22. And I want you to take a look at that because, man, you're going to begin to have hope that you're going to be able to walk in more authentic manliness this afternoon, this week, next week, so much more than you even did last week. And I promise you, you can do it. But you absolutely, positively must do something with what I'm sharing in these messages, which is James 1.22. This is the critical line right here. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. I mean, we will, all of us, we operate in deception when we hear it, but we don't do it. We're deceiving ourselves. We're actually lying to ourselves. It says, do what it says. 
do what it says. Do what it says. Four words, I'm going to read it to you, and then when we get to those four words, you're going to say it with me. Come on. Okay, listen to this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Men, you can do it. Ladies, listen up also, because a lot of what I'm sharing can be integrated into your lives as well, and if the shoe fits, wear it. Don't just listen, do it. Okay, okay. Now, to start off, I'm going to make a very controversial statement. Here it is. Men and women are different. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they actually very, are very, very different. Now, I say, I thought they had equal rights. Yeah, I mean, actually, actually yes, and that, that's in the Scriptures. I, I'm all for that. But the challenge is in our society that we've managed to confuse equal rights with, with exchangeable roles. See, we, we've confused equal treatment under the law with exchangeable roles within marriage and when i preach my marriage sermon in several weeks you're going to understand that you see we are different we're not just physically different because that's really where the world says that's where it ends but no we're we're physically different but we're also emotionally different we're psychologically different but the differences actually run very very deep yet our culture is telling us ignore the differences but what happens is this predictably poor consequences have been played out in lives and in families and in marriages and homes all over the place and and we're frustrated husbands and wives have become confused about the roles that they're expected to play inside of a modern marriage so so i'll just say this right now it's time for us to rethink the entire institution of marriage not based upon what the culture is telling us but to rethink it based upon God's point of view I'm going to be talking about this this year in general but even during this series as well so the, so the challenge is this is that most people do not know God's point of view on men and women yet God is the expert he's the expert he's the one who formed he's the one who designed now if i have trouble with my ford fusion i'm going to go to the people who designed and formed my ford and used my warranty to get it fixed in fact one of the best places that i will start is with my ford fusion owner's manual Woohoo! i i I do open it and look at it because it points me in the right direction i usually sometimes it, it takes me a while to remember that it's there but i do it See, because this book is written by the people who formed my car. So when it comes to fixing me, Tim, and learning how I'm designed as a man, I'm not going to consult Netflix. I'm going to consult God and the manual he gave me, which is the Bible. And, 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 and then we'll begin to see clearly this, which is that men and women are different because God made us that way. They're different. You know, back to Ford. Ford has, has a lot of different vehicles, but you know, there's, there's one. It's the Shelby GT350. And, and, and who doesn't, I mean, the, it's like you look at that and you're going, Jesus is Lord. And, 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 so, and then there's also the Transit Connect van. You know, a very scary vehicle, in my opinion. But... <laughs> Here's what's interesting. You open both of those cars, you're going to see Ford written on them. But that's really about where it ends. It has the same designer, but they operate and they function completely different. Now, until men understand that their wives have an internal need to help, and I'll be talking more about this next week, and until wives understand that their husbands have a built-in control detector... (laughs) 
marriages are going to suffer. See, left on their own, men sometimes behave immaturely, which then begins this cycle for male independence. And this conflicts with the woman's urge to help the man out. And thus, the man begins to then act out more with more immaturity. And then he does something that his conscience even tells him that it's borderline at best, but he still does it. And then the wife, and this is important, who knows her husband better than he knows himself, because ladies, you do know him better. And guys, she does know you better than you know yourself. Just, just admit it. Then she senses that there's some kind of mid-course correction that needs to ma- be made. And so she begins to try to communicate that fact, but she often doesn't use words. And in fact, in fact, men only understand very clear words. And that's even sometimes. And so, so the husband then feels chastised. This makes him feel resentful, makes him feel angry. He digs his heels in the ground. He expresses his displeasure. And he does this with words and with abrasive action or just totally ignoring her. And after all, he's the boss. She feels devalued. The emotions escalate. And and then the woman, then the man begins to see the woman's actions as as harassment and, and nagging. And then the man feels mistreated. And the wife was just simply trying to help the only way she knew how. Thus, just about every situation you guys and you ladies deal with in your home. Now, Rebecca and I have never dealt with this because we're so <laughs> kidding yesterday. But, but this happens in marriage all the time. And it's a perfect example of how men and women are different. But God made us that way. So during this series of four messages, I'm going to be sharing these four critical qualities, and they're critical qualities for essential manliness. And all of these qualities are critical, not just one, two, or three of them. And, and men, you can develop these qualities. You can. And I've uh, continued to develop them. I've put them into my life, and I continue to develop them. So here's the primary principal quality for today. It's based out of this sentence. And I put it into the sentence form because I think it's good. Because authentic manliness is this. It's knowing <laughs> that a woman wants to be with a mature man. Single ladies are saying amen. Men are saying amen. Married women are saying quiet. Maturity, let's, let's try that again. Authentic manliness is knowing that a woman wants to be with a mature man. Amen. Now, maturity is the first and it's actually the most important trait authentic manliness now guys that's actually good news because that's easily attainable men uh, boys guys gentlemen we need to stop being mama's boys and grow up your wife or your future wife is not your mama now i want to take a look at how maturity works uh, god's first of all we have to understand god's principles based upon his design cannot be altered and one of god's basic principles is what maturity is and what maturity is not now, now I, I, I want to be clear about this. Growing older is not the same as growing up. You see, being physically mature and having the ability to procreate is a matter of nature, not manliness. Being a mature man is a matter of choice. A lot of grown-ups that act like teenagers and a lot of teenagers that actually act like grown-ups because maturity doesn't come with age it begins with acceptance of responsibility it's not a function of the calendar 
It's a matter of accountability. That's why one of the marks of maturity for a man is even, even to be connected with others and be in community, and that's one of the reasons why we have connect groups. Now, now, does that mean the man is perfect? No. But does it mean he's responsible? Maturity means, yes, he is responsible, but not perfect. So a 60-year-old who refuses to accept responsibility is less mature than a 17-year-old who does. People who hold themselves accountable actually tend to grow up in a hurry. They expect more of themselves. They make fewer mistakes. They tend to have the ability to get things done, and they lead by example. And these folks are actually the grown-ups in the room, not the ones who deflect responsibility. I'm challenging us all. Stop blaming society for your actions and going crazy and going nuts and doing things and blaming it on society. I hear it all the time. We do it all the time. You just read your newspaper and you see it. We don't read newspapers. Pull up your news app and look at it. Stop blaming the culture. Stop blaming the president. Stop blaming your professor. Stop blaming your boss, your friends. Stop blaming your church. Stop blaming your family. Look only to the person in the mirror, that person. When you do this, you're mature. Authentic manliness is, is really this attitude of refusing to be a perpetual teenager. Now, I'm not trying to make any teenagers feel bad in the room. That's not my goal at all today. Because I actually enjoyed being a teenager. It was fun. But I don't want to go back to that. I, I certainly don't want to stay there. So being a perpetual teenager, it, it's actually difficult, and it's costly, and it's a horribly unsatisfying way to live. Basically, what teenagers do is they blame um, they don't assume responsibility for what they're doing or for what they're not doing. And see, teenagers are told to do one thing, and then, uh, but, but, but the immaturity deep in their hearts causes them to do the opposite. And often they don't even realize they're doing it. Ladies, some of you, you've been in relationships like that. It's like, he doesn't even know he's doing this. But, but it's happening. And why? It's because they're immature. Now, now, how do you bust out of that? Well, to bust out of that, you simply have to make the decision to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to change the way I speak, the way I think, the way I behave. I mean, if you ever been, been through high school with someone and then you reconnect with them 15 years later and they're still talking the same, acting the same, looking the same, doing the same stuff as they were when they were in high school and you're going, what just happened? Well, they're a perpetual teenager. <laughs> That's what we want to break out of. You see, peop when people become stuck in the teenage state of mind, um, men, we, we behave impulsively. We shirk responsibility. We, cush, we, we cut corners. We don't necessarily cuss, but we cut corners and we push the limits hoping we're not going to get caught. But eventually you do get caught. And even then, they don't want to really accept responsibility and learn a lesson. Instead, what you do is you complain loudly about how the unfairness of everything is causing all this to happen, and you blame other people. And, and, and it seems fun. It actually kind of seems fun and easy to behave immaturely. But, but life is not a perpetual party. If you're always living for the weekend, something's wrong. See, mature people don't live for the next party. It makes sense, then, that why a wise woman will look for maturity first in her man. And to bust out of this, guys, all we have to do is have a willingness to change the way we think. It means thinking like an adult. That's what authentic manliness, that's where it really begins. We're going to think like an adult. 
Change always starts in the mind. See, the, the way you think determines the way you feel. The way you feel actually is the impetus regarding how you're going to act. Thoughts precede actions. Mature adults know this, and teenagers don't. My friend Gail McWilliams, renowned motivational speaker who went to Jesus, be with Jesus a couple of weeks ago, she always said this line, I like it, she says, if we don't change, we don't grow. And if we don't grow, we're not really living. I mean, she even said it right here on this platform. See, authentic manliness is this willingness to change. <laughs> because, okay, guys, this is true. Stubborn men are ignorant men. No man wants to be ignorant. But most men are very stubborn, except me. And so I get to, no, again, there's another lie. But, but, but stubborn people in general, what they end up doing, listen carefully, is they deny personal responsibility, and, and we can't do that. Instead of acknowledging the truth and searching for the solutions and, and going and, and receiving advice and input from other mature people, stubborn folks refute reality and pretend like it's not there, shift the blame elsewhere, and basically it's something that we call passing the buck. So in order to embrace this higher level of maturity, we have to understand that authentic manliness is about living out our values. So your values are some of the most important things in your life. It's what you stand for. It's the things that you're going to pay a price for. And, 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 but, but again, if your values are not based upon what God says and what God's word says, the manual says, then, then you're going to end up having some consequences. And that's why I like to say City Life, we are a Bible-based church because so we're going to keep going back to the manual of how we're designed. See, maturity is basically this. It's seeking out the values from God and integrating them into our lives. And we're seeking them out. We're not waiting for them just to drop into us. We're not Dropbox. It doesn't work that way. See, these values and these principles from God, <laughs> the cool thing is they're not deep, dark secrets. They're not things that only the pastors happen to know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to make this brilliantly simple. Uh, not that I'm brilliant, but it's brilliantly simple. These principles from God, they are simply principles and values that you were taught as a child. They're really the same maturity concepts that you encounter when you study the Bible, too. And a lot of them are really wrapped up in some familiar uh, statements, popular sayings that you were trained in as a child. And these are them. You reap what you sow. You guys know that? Two wrongs don't make a... Action speaks louder than... There's no time like the... Honesty is the best. See, you already have them memorized. You win. Go home. <laughs> but no, 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 not yet. They are all originated really from the scriptures and from God. See, these are some of the basics that were there. And you were taught them as children. They're already in your head which is great news. Now we have to begin to think them because authentic manliness now is looking before leaping. Mature women and men, they look before they leap, not afterwards because we recognize danger even if danger is wrapped up in an appealing package. We make high quality decisions based on unchanging principles that we've learned along the way and we put them into practice. Take a look at James 1.22 one more time. Look at it in the scripture. We're not going to even put it on the screens this time. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Those four words again. 
do what it says. So it's not just enough to know what is right or to talk about what is right, but it's, it's maturity is actually doing what's right. I, in, fact, in fact, you know, one of the things I, I encourage you, another one of those little sayings is practice what you meant. I'm just saying, if you will take that home, memorize that one line right there, you already have it memorized. Just take that, write it down. This will help you to take an honest look at everything that you're doing and the way that you're living. And then if change is required, you're going to see the change that you need to begin making now. So here's my biggest challenge of the day. Jettison teenage thinking. No more thoughts and actions to hold you back. Albert Einstein said it well. He said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I'm asking you to jettison teenage thinking and begin to think different and begin to act different. In other words, make the choice to begin growing and maturing every day of your life. No excuses. In fact, that is why I start off every day in the Scriptures because it puts God's principles into my heart and my mind and help me to move along the right path so I can be more mature today than I was yesterday. So, so we throw off or we, we, we jettison teenage thinking patterns in our lives. It really goes back to one of our key scriptures for the year, which says, let us throw off everything that hinders. Teenage thinking patterns hinder. That's the first thing of this year that I'm telling you to get rid of. Hurl that off, jettison it, and send it so easily in tankers. And let us do what? Run. Because you can run better when you get rid of that stuff. And then you can be manly. You will feel so confident. You'll feel so strong. You'll feel so much in charge of yourself if you'll simply begin to do this the way God designed it to be and walk in maturity. Man, you can be an authentic man. I'd like for everyone in this room just to pray. Men, here's what I'm going to ask you that you do. I'm going to ask you to be a little responsive with me, but would you just be willing just to lift your hands? I'm not going to make you do anything but more than that. But I want you just to lift your hands, and, and in doing so, basically what you're doing is you're receiving a prayer. That's it. That's it. I want you just to receive this prayer as I pray for you. God, I pray for every man in this room. Lord, first of all, I just have to recognize none of us have it all together. None of us are perfect. But God, we are here because we want to grow. And Lord, I pray that the men here at, at, at City Life Center, that we will have a tenacity for maturity. That any time we see teenage thinking entering our minds or our hearts or our attitudes, we will jettison that so that we can run to win. God, I pray for encouragement and strength and favor upon the men in this room. God, that we will be able to rise up and be authentic manly men mature and strong and able to move forward with the challenges of life in Jesus name put your hands down guys uh, I'd like for there to be no movement at this time really right now is the most important part of today and so I'd like for everyone just to close your eyes and focus internally and maybe you are here this morning and You've never really surrendered your life completely to Jesus. You've just never given yourself over to Him. Or maybe you've drifted from your relationship with God. And if you want to know the Jesus that we talk about here at City Life, you want, to, you want a new beginning. You want to embrace your sense of purpose in life. I'm going to give you a very easy way to respond. And that's to be included in the closing prayer. Very similar to what I did with the men just now. But 
this is how you respond to Jesus. I'm going to simply ask you in a moment just to raise your hand because faith is responding outwardly to what's happening inwardly. If you want to be free from the sin in your life and move forward in relationship with God, know this, Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. He died for you so that you can have life forever and everything changes today. Giving you this clear signal when to raise your hand. Raise your hand at the count of three, and I'll connect my faith with yours, and we'll pray together. One, two, three. Just lift your hand. Lift your hand very quickly. That's me, Pastor. I want to make things right. Today is the day I'm turning my back on sin. Men, women, anyone in the room, now is the time. Thank you. Who else? You put your hand down. Anyone else? Okay, here's what I want to do. I want everyone in this room just to please stand. If you raise your hand, I want you, along with this entire congregation, to pray these words with me. Come on, focus in on Jesus. Pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. For today I give up my past. And I embrace the future, the mature future that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to